It's the Thriving Moms Podcast. I'm Katherine Stewart, the co-owner of Thrive Physical Therapy and a mother of two boys. My guest this week is Lauden Harp. Lauden is an exceptional young mother with two boys and she is currently 19 weeks along with baby girl. Lauden was very open about her struggles with previous pregnancies, including sharing details about her five losses. I'm so grateful for Lawton's openness and hope her testimonial grabs your soul like it did mine. She was an absolute joy to have on the show, and we cannot wait to have her back. Here's the Thriving Moms podcast with Lawton Harp. And I've got noodle arms. There's nothing. Well, I ran cross country and like I would, you know, do push-ups and bands, but nothing. I'm not strong. <laughs> I also have a 36-pound toddler and a 45-pound two-year-old, so I think that... You have to. That kind of helps with my... Exercise. And they demand for you to hold them. I'm like, I can't pick you both up. I know. Can you Yours are, Your babies are pretty pretty stout, They're too, girthy. <laughs> yeah. We both have boys. They're heavy. <laughs> I know, but you're so little. <laughs> and so I get... Yeah. You're a little <laughs> tiny, but you said you were a runner. Yeah, so I was... I uh, used to run marathons. And so, I mean, I like to get back to it eventually when I'm done having babies. But uh, on Christmas Day, I went and did a 10-mile run with my dad. And I, it was right after Christmas lunch. And I remember I, we were on the golf course and I was feeling just ugh, disgusting. And I just I threw up everywhere on the grass. And so what my dad taught me is you, you wipe your face on the grass and you <gasps> keep going. So it's kind of my motto for life is when bad things happen, just wipe your face <laughs> in the grass and keep going <laughs> no crying like because my dad was like what is it walking is for pedestrians so oh. he wouldn't even stop oh he would my. just keep going and I just had to wipe my face and keep going <laughs> I am gonna now think about your dad every time I like even just start walking during a like yes. a 400 meter warm <laughs> <laughs> He's like, then there's game. no game face. Sometimes I would fall and I would scrape my knee and I'd be upset and he'd just keep going. Oh and God. that was it. He was a great trainer. So, <laughs> so uh, also someone had this shirt on the other day, I think at CrossFit. I don't remember, but it said like, you'll pass out before you die. <laughs> so sometimes when I'm about to pass out, I'm like, you know, just keep going. Yes. I'll, I'll pass out first. I'm not just going to like straight Absolutely. on. Or now I'm going to do, you know, that you're going to throw up before you pass out. And Absolutely. you'll pass out before you... So yeah. it's like, you'll know. You'll know when you've hit your... Um, so do you still... So you're pregnant currently. I am. Congratulations. You Thank told you. me 19 weeks. I am. 19 Are you still running or... Oh, no. You know. You don't do <laughs> I was so active. So my first pregnancy with Eli, my firstborn... I ran a half, so um, we're running marathons on every continent. And so I ran a half marathon in New Zealand. I was 16 weeks pregnant, like no big deal. And then I exercised with Eli all the time, um, running with him. And then I had three losses after Eli and I got pregnant with Shepard. And I went, I'm not doing a single thing. No. So uh, I, but this time I hadn't told my parents I was pregnant yet. And we had signed up for a relay at church where you each ran a mile and you passed the baton. And I was like five and a half weeks pregnant. And I was so nervous the whole time. So I technically ran a little bit while I was pregnant. But, you know. So you ran a whole mile? Like, 
a five weeks pregnant you ran the whole mile like just nervous yes the whole time yeah I mean like to be honest you know like every time when I was done I was checking for blood like just yeah you know just normal things uh, pregnant after loss and so when I got in the car with my husband you know we were, I was just having to tell myself that my body was made to do this I'm okay you know like even if there is a little blood like it's gonna be okay so, but I was ended up being great and my parents were like why didn't you tell us exactly like, I wasn't ready to talk about it yet I'm a really private person because walking is for pedestrians <laughs> walking is for pedestrians <laughs> I don't quit <laughs> we ha- oh we had an om an omakase the day after I found out I was pregnant at umami a sushi place in town so what it's is where that they, is that a drink uh, uh it's sushi so it's like so oh. many courses and they bring out like dish after dish after dish and I found out I was pregnant and I was like I'm still going to the omakase like <laughs> it's early we're good because I I wasn't missing out on that so where that was here <laughs> yeah it was at umami it was oh. really good they bring out all the different types of fish like one after the other and it's like a surprise and you, you like you you know just reserve the time for that they or? have it um special oh. like two times a year and it's you all sit oh. around the bar and mm. yeah it's really cool but yeah so you ate the raw fish yeah. and you ran the mile yeah. and everything worked out. Everything's fine. We're still good. Isn't that crazy? And then you said you had three losses or? Uh, so I've had five in total. Five. Yes. And so I, so we got pregnant with Eli. Uh, the Lord was calling us to have a baby and it was sooner than I had wanted. And, but it was just this place on our heart. Just it's time to have a baby uh, in our marriage. We'd been married about four years and we got pregnant with Eli, first try, no problems, beautiful pregnancy, had him at 40 weeks, nothing. And so I thought that that's just how it was. Mm-hmm. And so we got pregnant when we were trying again for baby number two and we lost that baby at eight weeks. So we'd had the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. We'd seen the heartbeat a couple of times and we went to a follow-up appointment and there was no heartbeat and I ended up miscarrying that baby I think like the next day and it's just the shock of the first loss yeah it's just it doesn't occur to you that you're gonna go in and it's just gonna be quiet and my doctor's like feeling my heartbeat and looking at the screen to make sure and you just tell me he just kind of walked me through the process like this is the yolk sac, this is the gestational sac, this is the fetal pole, and I'm sorry, there's no heartbeat. And to, to do a switch so fast from mm-hmm. I'm looking at my baby to planning a DNC, and so, right. which I never made it to. But um, uh, so that was a big shock. I just took so much for granted. I took Eli for granted, um, my firstborn, and realizing that how fragile life is. I had um, a miscarriage after my first one, just mm. the same as you. You know, you had, I had wonderful pregnancy. Didn't take me one try, but um, it didn't take us one try. We had a lot of struggles with mm-hmm. Jet, but um, got pregnant for the second one mm-hmm. and then mm. s- saw the heartbeat and then went in another time. But I... I knew and it's the weirdest thing like I know I've talked to you before you know that yeah I I just had that I even told Mark I was going in for my appointment and I was like I'm scared something's wrong he's like why would anything be wrong and I'm like I don't know I just and then I laid on the table and then before she ultrasound me I was like I'm nervous something's wrong and I remember Mm -hmm. her even saying like why would anything be wrong and Mm -hmm. then she walked out the room of course and was like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go get Dr. Persia and it was kind of like okay something's wrong you know and it's just isn't it weird how like you just you know know? 
I, yeah. the, the loss I had, um, a late first trimester loss back in November. And it's like from the second I saw the positive pregnancy test in my gut, like in my heart, I was like, I'm not going to be able to keep this baby. Really? It, it's just really weird how, and was that your second? It was, loss that was your... my fourth loss. Oh. And so, uh, do you want me to bring you through? I can bring you through I my mean, losses. we have no. time. Okay. That way we have a little context. I know you can break all this up. Let's see. Okay. So we had my first loss. I lost that baby at eight weeks. And then I got pregnant a couple of months later and I thought you got to keep your rainbow babies. And I lost that baby at six weeks. So I get blood work done to show my beta HCG levels and they were rising appropriately. And then I got a bad feeling about a week or two later and went, I'm gonna go get another draw. And I got the draw, the numbers were not yeah. good. And I felt like that was the Lord's tender mercy of just preparing me. Um, so I knew that in the next couple of days I was going to lose my baby. So that was just like, I was so grateful for that warning that it wasn't just a shock. All of a sudden there was blood and I've lost the baby. And then uh, we got pregnant again and we went in, we had the heartbeat, baby was measuring a little bit behind. So I was feeling very, very hesitant. And I was diagnosed with a blood clotting disorder. So I was on my blood thinners and I thought that that was the cure. And I thought I was good. And went in for my next scan there was a heartbeat we were feeling a little bit more positive and then I started I I guess I started spotting and I went into my doctor's appointment that week and I looked at myself in the mirror at in the bathroom and I said you're not gonna see a heartbeat and you're gonna be okay it's just like I was preparing myself just like just like what you said Mm -hmm. just I I don't know. It's like trying to tell yourself it's going to be okay. Trying to be your own support system. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, uh, well, you need, you need to be. It's, yeah. And so we went in, or I went in. It was during COVID. I was by myself. Uh, and the heart was stopping. So it was kind of beautiful, kind of terrible as we got to watch the heart stop on the screen. Got to say goodbye to my baby. And I ended up miscarrying that baby that day. But then I went septic two days later. I and remember that. I, I didn't realize what was happening. It was an evening and all of a sudden I felt like I had the worst flu ever. And and I was just in a ton of pain. And my husband was like, you should go to the ER. And I was like, ah, nah, I got a doctor's appointment in the morning. I'm good. Well, I was in so much pain all night long. Went to my doctor the next day. I was in multi-organ failure. My liver had failed. My Why? kidneys. I know. I had walked in. I was yellow. I was just like, <laughs> I don't feel good. <laughs> it took them hours this to get. This is not a throw up in the grass and keep running. No. Oh, my goodness. I sat in early labor and I just... I wept because I, I'm oh. sitting there and I'm there because I lost my baby and I have a mama next door and I'm hearing the heartbeat of her baby, which is, you know, wonderful. I'm so glad she's there and she's checking our baby. But I'm sitting there and it was just like a reminder of like, you're here because your baby died. Mm-hmm. And um, they ended up transporting me to another hospital. I was there, you know, main campus. I was there for a week to get all my antibiotics. Yeah, I was septic. So they, when you're septic, like, yeah, my blood pressure was really low. I begged to not go in the ambulance. I was like, can my husband please drive me? And they're like, no, ma'am. Like, it took us a really long time to get the IV in. Like, we really need to keep it in. So, but I got the treatment I needed and I'm so glad I went septic because if I would not have gone septic, I would never have gotten pregnant again because I had a, I had what's called endometritis, where there's a bacteria in my uterus and it was causing me to miscarry so I got oh so those three that you had before yeah it was because I'd gotten a bacteria in my uterus from when I delivered Eli my first one 
So oh. it was just like a low-lying infection. And so the back, uh, antibiotics I got in the hospital when I was at home one uh, were what I needed to take care of my uterus so I could get pregnant with Shepard. And so I always take those antibiotics before I get pregnant with another one. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, I'm. it was the Lord's tender mercy. If I would not have almost died, but not that much. I wouldn't like almost die. But if I wouldn't have gone septic, I wouldn't, I would have continued to lose babies. So I'm like, I'm so grateful. Wow. And so yeah. then you had Eli. I had Shepard. I mean, yeah. Shepard. Oh, you're good. There's lots of names. Yeah, there's had, lots of names. <laughs> I had Shepard and I thought that that season was over. Like I resonated with... A part of me was sad. I think when you go through a season of grief, that's been your friend. I don't know. That's been that companion that's been with you. And when I left that season and I had Shepard, I went, I'm not grieving anymore. Yeah. You know? And I, it felt like, what do I do? I unpacked the clothes that I bought for the babies that we had lost. And he was wearing them, which made me sad. But I was like, we're in a new season. We're good. I'm good. We've been through this. And um, when Shepard was a little over a year old, uh, I got pregnant again. And I, of course, was very hesitant. Uh, When I saw the positive pregnancy test, I went, I'm going to lose this baby, which is not a good mindset to have. But I'm just like, at this point, Well, I think that at that point, you've had so many losses. And um, my betas were good in the beginning. My ACG levels, uh, I was on my blood thinners. I had taken antibiotics prior to this pregnancy. So I... I felt like I was ready and um, started to have scans and every everything was good. The baby was good. The baby was measuring, maybe just a couple of days behind, but um, I was closing myself off. So I was restricting myself from bonding with this baby, from uh, thinking that if I didn't connect with this baby, that um, it would hurt less if I lost oh. them, you know? And so I got to about the nine week mark and I had still, I hadn't taken any bump picks. Like I just was so afraid to love because I was so afraid to hurt. And uh, at about the 10 week mark, I started to feel like something was wrong. I was like, I, I, I don't know. It was just something in my heart. So something was wrong. I went, I had a scan on my own, like on a Saturday and uh, saw the baby just kicking and was like beautiful. And that was the first time I went, maybe it's just like my gut is off. You know, maybe, maybe this baby, we do get to bring this baby home. I have videos of me talking to Dakota after an ultrasound going, I think we're going to be able to bring this baby home. And I have that video of the baby kicking and I actually ordered the stroller that day, the double stroller. Because I was like, Shepard and this baby are going to be like 18 months apart. Like, I'm going to need a double stroller. And then uh, the next day, I started uh, bleeding. And so, uh, that evening. And so, it was a Sunday night. And so, I went to early labor. And uh, I, let's see, I'm trying to think. I went to early labor and I grieved. I I sat in that uh in the bed and I just I cried and I tried to muffle my cries with the blanket because it was just it was awful because I was like I can't lose the baby at this point because it looks like a baby like I'm terrified like please like I want to have a DNC like it's just I grieved and I didn't even know how the baby was doing yet because I was just bleeding and bleeding and um at this point this is the furthest this is the furthest I'd been along I was 11 weeks pregnant and so um I had gotten blood work done and they took me in for a scan. And so the person doing the scan knew that I had lost 
um, at that point, three babies. And so it's like I grieved for her and I grieved for myself. I felt bad that she was having to look at my baby on the screen, that she got to be the last person to see my baby. And I sat there and I had my arm over my eyes and I just cried. And I just, it was, it was a moment that I, it, when I went back into early labor that I just, I just, I felt so hopeless. And in that moment, I felt the Lord tell me to start reading my Bible. And cause I was just numbing myself on my phone. Like I was just trying to numb myself. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just, I just, I didn't want to think. And so I opened up my Bible and I pulled up Psalm 139. And so that's just been my medicine during pregnancies. And I got to verse five and in verse five, it says, I hem you in behind and before and lay my hand upon you. And I didn't even know what that meant, but I felt the presence of the Lord fall in that room and early labor. And in that moment, God was saying, so what it means to hem you in is to surround you. Mm. And what God was saying is, I'm going to surround you and I'm going to go before you and I'm going to prepare the way and what's about to happen is going to be awful, but I'm going to take care of you every step of the way. I just felt the Lord just surrounding me in that moment. And it was just really beautiful. It was one of the uh, one of the few moments I've really felt like the Lord's tangible presence. And so my nurse came back in. She said, hey, your baby's fine. Uh, yeah, heartbeat's great. Growth is great. You just have a, a subchorionic hematoma. That's what's causing the bleeding. So I went, oh, great. I was shocked. I was like, you're telling me my baby's okay? Like I'm sitting here, I'm bleeding, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so I leave that night. It's like two o'clock in the morning. I go home. I'm like, our baby's going to be okay. Like we're good. And so I went all day throughout Monday, like just kind of going, well, our baby's going to be fine. And then Monday night I was at my parents' house and all of a sudden the bleeding started back again and I was in a lot of pain. I was just in agony and I was, uh, even getting into like birthing positions I didn't know what people told me a subchorionic hematoma was painful and that's what I thought the bleeding was caused by at this point and um I I was in so much pain that Dakota and I my husband left my parents house and went home uh and it was just the Lord's tender mercy that we went home and I sat down and then I don't know this is getting really graphic but there was a, a gush and I looked down and there was my baby. You delivered it. I delivered the baby and Dakota was right there. And so, which was a beautiful thing because he's never been able to experience a miscarriage with me, like the delivery of the baby, because I've delivered every baby. And so I looked down and because I was praying, I was like, let that be like the biggest blood clot I've ever passed. But when, but um, I just, I remember seeing their eyes Mm. and their skin was so pale and I was horrified. I was just like, what am I? I, And so I stood up and I was like, Dakota, I need you to detect because I think that, I think that that's our baby. And he looked and like, and the look on his face was just like a horror. Um, And I sat back down and we have a verse right in front of the toilet that he had put up two weeks prior of, um, um, you know, I carry all of your tears in my bottle. Like, so it was just like, I just read that verse knowing that like my grief was precious to the Lord. And so we just cried and I delivered the placenta and... I just, I wasn't sure what to do. I was horrified. Like, I just, I didn't expect that uh, to deliver the baby like that. And so um, we honored that baby and my parents uh, came home and I was like, hey, I had the baby. Like, and it was just, that was probably the hardest miscarriage to recover from because it looked like a baby, like the tiny hands and, you know, just going, what do we, and to recover from that. And I felt so guilty, like not bonding with the baby, you know? 
because uh, I was and I learned after that like I'm gonna cherish and bond with this baby every single day that I have him so and I had I had another early loss in January but then I got pregnant with this oh. one and they're beautiful and perfect and it's a girl and so our oh. it's just so redemptive uh, that the Lord has brought us here you know how do you stay look I'm like still trying to recover from <laughs> sorry <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you recover because I'm still trying to recover. Um, how do you, how do you stay so upbeat and positive? And I see you every single day. I drop off, and I didn't know any. Of course, we're not gonna ever sit down and like mm-hmm. you're gonna tell me all. You know, yeah. I just knew you had a miscarriage. Like, yeah, and that was like. But from from what I see every single day, I can never tell all the pain and loss that you've yeah. been through. I think it's a combination of like the Lord's goodness in our loss, that the Lord was so present, that I know that our losses didn't just happen by accident or fate or anything like that. Like the Lord was present in our losses, and so I know that they weren't meaningless, and yeah. that He's taking care of us through it. And He's blessed me with my family, with my boys, and I'm like, we've already hit the jackpot. Right. You know, and so I don't know, and I think that I hide it well, and so. <laughs> I, I process a lot of things by myself. Okay. And so like maybe I look fine at drop off, but I get back to the car and I cry because when I w- couldn't get pregnant after Eli, I would see moms with a toddler and a baby in the stroller. Mm-hmm. And I really like wanted that so bad and I couldn't have it. When um, we used to have, I used to have a crossover and I was sitting in the path lab parking lot about to get a beta for a baby I knew I was going to lose. And a sales guy that we've been talking to at Toyota texted me a picture of a minivan. Uh, and I just cried because I said, all I want to do is fill a minivan full of car seats and I can't. <laughs> and we ended up getting it. It was great. It fits all the car and seats now. now. But <laughs> I just, um, I don't know. I, the Lord has been good. I don't feel left. I feel that he, everything that he has done is intentional and for our good, whether we realize it or not at this time. I don't know. It's so hard <laughs> to be like so positive though. Like, yeah. You know, like you said, it could just be just a face that you yeah. put on. But um, I think that that's like the that's the kind of people that I would want to surround myself with. It's like not, you know, it's just positive people. Even if we are just like holding it all together just yeah. for drop off, because I think, you know, it's just you're not you you're you're going through so much, but you're not trying to bring like everybody else yeah. down <laughs> with you. You know, like how's your day? Great, great. I'm, uh, you want to know what happened to me last night? Yeah, <laughs> no. it's just so, I mean, and I I experienced that with um, with trying mm-hmm. for so long with Jet. We never, I never had the, the miscarriage, well, until after yeah. him, but it would just be like negative pregnancy tests after negative pregnancy tests after yeah. negative pregnancy, to the, to the point that I was like really like seeing lines on pregnancy tests yes. that no one else saw. <laughs> But and you I take it like, on your phone and you I, invert it. Yes, I invert it and I'm like, there. <laughs> and I'm still like in some of those like fertility groups. Um, because actually the what we did to finally get pregnant, I learned, well, we did a lot of stuff. But like one of the things that I made Mark take some vitamins, I did learn <laughs> from my Facebook fertility group. And it's like every time we were trying to have another baby, I'd get on Amazon and I'd order vitamins. vitamins. <laughs> Um, and I would, I don't That's know. What it, it clearly worked. We did a lot of, we did a lot of stuff. We did a lot of natural 
path stuff. We saw mm. fertility doctors. I got diagnosed diagnosed with unexplained infertility. Mm. So then that was hard because it was like we don't know, you know, yeah. what's yeah. going on. Um, and that and it is. It's like you look at other people and you look at these people that get pregnant like on the first try and Mm. it's just and I'd always like just be so down when people were like okay well we're gonna start trying and I'm like okay it's gonna take two years and then it wouldn't take them two years and I would just be like why us but Mm -hmm. you know it's like just so reassuring to see somebody like you like just know that maybe like that was just him like preparing us um for what he was about to give us absolutely um, but it's scary to like want to try for another one because it is, I, you know, I just think anytime anybody gets pregnant and has a healthy delivery and then a healthy baby is such a miracle. Yeah. It's just like a miracle. You don't even realize like just the, just the fact of getting pregnant yes. is so hard because your body will reject like 85% of the sperm, I think. Wow, I was really? Reading. Like, <sighs> when we were doing all of this stuff, it's like it rejects half of them before they even, like... I thought it was supposed to be easier than this. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, our body will, like, kill off most yeah. of them before they even, like, get up there. So by the time they, you know, get to the egg, there's usually just, like, one or two, like, winners left. <laughs> and it's like... And I'm like, good job! <laughs> I know. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a huge miracle. Yes. So, but you, um, but you also work. I do. Right? I do. I own a marketing agency. <laughs> you own I'm, a marketing agency. <laughs> I do. I let's see. So I seven years ago I was a marketing director for a company in town and I just was like, you know, I just I don't feel like the the dynamic like this nine to five life is for me basically. So I got mm-hmm. enough clients where I could social media clients where I could quit my full time job and be on my own. My husband owns a video production company, so that really helps. So he does all the video and photo for all of my clients. And so, uh, so when you book you, you kind of book both of y'all as yeah, a package deal. Pretty much, yeah. It depends on the package, yeah. So um, a lot of our social media clients utilize uh, all the services, and so uh, we do monthly, quarterly shoots. Oh, that's like way too deep into all this. But no, yes, you no. can. Yeah, you can yeah. shout out your company. This no. is what this is for no. too. <laughs> it's called certain marketing. There you go. <laughs> Give yourself a little shout out. (laughs) I'm like really bashful about it. I don't know. And so, but I love, I love what I do. I love the clients that we work with. We do predominantly a lot of social media marketing, video production, graphic design, and web design. Um, I'm able to balance that with my children. They'll go to mom's day out two to three days a week. I go to the office. I work. I meet with clients. I meet with a client after this. I have a shoot tonight. Uh, And so which I send Dakota to. I, I tend to like to direct the shoot. So if I can go, I like to go because I like to direct. Like this is this is what I'm wanting. But um, other than that, yeah. So I love it. The balance of I can, I can be a mom and I can work. Yeah. And kind of have my own identity in that. Because we talked about that before at pickup one day. It was like, yes. I think we both kind of looked tired because it was like, how was your day? It's good. Like, <laughs> but now I have my kids and I feel like I'm not finished with all the work that I need to do but like I feel like I need to enjoy this afternoon with my kids but also yes. I have work so to stressed. do <laughs> and it's like you can't get work done with like three I mean our kids are almost yes. same age I think right because Eli is uh Eli is uh three three 
And Shepard is one. Shepard's one. Yeah, so okay. they're about they're about the same yeah, age. Yeah, mine's four and two. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it, but then it you want to enjoy this time because yeah. you know you feel blessed that you get to pick your kids up from school, but then you also have that like business that you have to take care of. Absolutely, it's, it's I had my lot. computer open this morning um, before Eli got up, and I was doing stuff on my computer, and he walked down and he wanted me to go play with him, and I just felt I felt so guilty because I just I needed to take care of this one thing real quick. <laughs> right, I'm like, Dakota, can you please just play with him for a sec because I really need to take care of. Or I'm really stressed about when I have a baby. Like when I had Shepard, I had commitments with clients because it was an emergency delivery. Nobody else can take on those commitments. I had to host. I hosted three webinars the day after I delivered them. I delivered. You hosted three webinars. <laughs> I did. Because so. del- <laughs> so I was in labor, and I'm on my computer uh, scheduling all of the upcoming posts for my clients, getting co- talking with my graphic designer, getting photos edited. It's like, it's midnight, I'm nine centimeters. I'm feeling a lot of pressure, but I'm still on my computer. <laughs> so my nurse comes in, and she goes, you, you've got to put your computer up because you've got to deliver this baby. And I was like, okay. So I literally slammed it shut. I delivered the baby and I set my alarm for 6 a.m. the next day because I had three webinars I needed to get ready for. So it was easier to do it in the hospital. What kind of what kind of webinars did you host? Like oh, you were hosting them? Yeah, on, like- product safety. So one of my clients is a product safety group out of Missouri. And so we host, we host a, a lot of webinars for um, certification series that we offer uh, for professionals in the product safety field. And so these were three different webinars. I introduced the speakers. I handle all the back end. So I handle all the registration, um, all the follow-up, all the technical issues that are with Zoom. We use Zoom and um, I introduced the speakers. So it's very minimal in like face. So I just didn't have my camera on because I didn't want people to see me, I don't know, in a hospital bed. So. I was about to say, did anybody on that webinar no, know you had just like- delivered a baby <laughs> four hours ago? Yeah, I know. I was just like super stressed. I was like, I just can't be delivering the baby while the webinars are going. Oh I was God. like, so when I delivered him, I went, okay, cool. Well, oh we got the hard God. part done. And so you just don't stop when you're a business owner. You just keep you going. You are hilarious. So, I'd, my I'm clients, very, I'd be very interested <laughs> to see what your personality type is. Have you ever taken the Enneagram personality? No. Okay. I should have asked you to take it before. Because I'm like torn between like three right now. You know, like Spencer, are you thinking of any right now? I'm torn between three. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I need you to take it. Maybe it changes get- on my mood. Because sometimes I'm really lazy. And I'm like, I'm on the couch. Like super veg. But like I get my work that needs to be done, done. I don't care if it's yeah. one o'clock in the morning. Or Dakota's up till 3 a.m. Or I'm like... I need that video tomorrow. So we have to shut off husband and wife and you are my video production company that, you know, works with my company and there are no emotions right now. I need that now. I mean, I guess it works great that y'all yeah. share the income yeah. too. So. Yeah, it does. Exactly. Like, if I'm going to get paid, like you don't get paid unless I get paid. Like That's right. And I pay the rent. We just moved to a new spot on Isles Road and I pay the rent. And so like technically it's because I'm paying Dakota by paying the rent. So that's easier because I was like, I'm not going to just pay you. All the money goes to the same count. Yeah. So, he, so y'all both makes, have the same office? We do. So that's where we meet clients. Well, so it's um it's a big it's a big area. So we have multiple offices. We have co-working spaces where we have a couple of editors uh, that work with us. Uh, they have those spaces. And we also have a conference room where I'm able to meet clients. Oh, so, that's nice. Yes. And it's closer to home. So we were downtown. So, so Isles Road, like, I guess 
Is healthy image yeah. marketing back It's actually there like right by them. Okay. So that just happened. We took Flavin's spot. So it's like by Albertsons, you know, yeah. the Isles townhomes, which yeah. is really funny, fun fact. You know, my dad was a part of the, is a part of the Isles townhome. So if you drive down, you'll see a lot in street. So. Oh. Yes. He developed that? Yeah. The same yeah. Investors, so, but yeah, there's a lot in street. So we're right by there. So I guess y'all aren't like direct like competitors. I but don't think does so. Does it really matter? Because no. with the marketing company, I mean, you have clients in Missouri. like Yeah, exactly. I've got clients in Texas, yeah. Missouri, California, Oklahoma. So there's just so many opportunities in Lake Charles and beyond that it's, yeah, just because we're physically located next to each other, I haven't honestly really thought about it. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming today. Your story is very, Thanks. very moving, and I really hope, that it reaches someone out there that's struggling with loss, grief, infertility, and that you have, can help them be a little bit more positive to, to their future. So thank you so much, Lon. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me.